Yeah, hey everyone, it's Carly. And it's Johnny. And this is the Ghost Wolves Podcast. Ghost Wolves Podcast. Ghost Wolves Podcast. Number four. Ah. Episode four. We're on our way to, Lille, how do you pronounce uh, it? Lille. 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 Lille, France. Yeah. And what's today's date? It's June 29, 2019. And it's a Saturday. And uh, yeah, last night we played at Muddy Roots Music Festival. Europe. Europe Obviously. edition. And, yeah. uh, in Belgium. At a really awesome place called Cowboy Up. Cowboy Up is one of my favorite sayings. My dad always says that to me. Cowboy Up. Cowboy Up. Cowboy Up. <laughs> and this is like a uh, kind of an old school Belgian farmhouse hotel restaurant, kind of with a big field in the Beer back. Garden. Beer garden. Beer garden. That the festival takes over, and uh, it's an awesome place. They have like antler chandeliers and stone fireplace, and uh, yeah, really, in the inside really it was really cool. And they put a big, big tent up in the back, and have the that's where the bands play. And uh, everyone camps in the field. It's a camper festival. They have a local beer, the triple. Uh, triple Jack. Yeah, beer, Triple Jack. Real it's local. Delicious. Like, I guess bourbon barrel-aged beer. It was, it was Belgian fresh, beer. fresh beer. Really good. And, uh, yeah, everyone's, like, real cool and kind of a big family vibe. And there's a bunch of people we know there, which is really nice because we, we haven't seen a lot of familiar faces on this tour, so it's fun to see people we know. And we have managed to piss off yet another European sound man. Yes, uh, it's disappointing how the show went itself because we were really looking forward to it and it was going to be this big highlight and everything. And uh, it was a nice big, big crowd. Big crowd, big stage, big sound system. We were like, this is going to be awesome. We load our gear up there, we start setting up, and well, start it, getting sound. Yeah, we were. Sound check went too long, and we were we were running into our set time, and we were the whole audience was there. I mean, there were hundreds of people in the tent already just hanging out talking and we're trying to get the sound right and we just started realizing that we were just didn't something was wrong it sounded horrible like it sounded horrible like the mics were feeding back and they were the eq was thin and like distant and the monitors weren't loud enough and, there was, and it was a big huge sound system and uh the sound crew seemed like they were trying and they just didn't really well, basically, it got to a point where we just walked off stage after trying to start a song. We actually started trying to start the show, and it just sounded so terrible that we stopped. And I just said, hey, guys, you get your sound straight. We're going to go backstage, and then let me know, and we'll come back and play a show for you. Because we're not going to be your, your guinea pigs up here. It's obvious that somebody's doing something wrong somewhere, and you're, you're four or five guys on their crew. And so, and they, I didn't have to. I didn't need to be the one up there, test, test, check, check, yeah, while it's feeding back in front of the whole crowd. It was so annoying, so frustrating. Yeah, but Johnny sweating. did the right thing. So we stepped off the stage, and they, in, in turn, they rung out the monitors, and it was feeding back. And I mean, yeah, horrible it's sounds just, coming from the stage. It's just super loud. Awful, and awful it, sounds. You know, and so everybody had to endure that, and it, it went on for like a good. What, 10 minutes? Like 10 minutes, we're backstage, we're drinking beer with the Urban Pioneers. Uh, yeah, we love them. They were up next after us. We're a great, great man from Texas. And yeah, and they were so just like, yeah. They this. were like, you did the right thing, you know. Well, they were trying to say our guitars were too loud, but it really wasn't. We we were playing little tiny amps and turned them around. And, 
you know, we were trying to play ball with them, but they just, they, so. So anyways, they, they gave us the cue, they said, okay, so we got up, started playing, sounded a little better, sounded a little better, we were playing and playing, and started smelling some smoke. Yeah, yeah. and then. Got a couple, like a song or two in, and the crowd was digging, we were, we were dancing, they were dancing. And Singing we were, along, you know, yeah, we, we got were them getting, going. Getting the, we were getting going. Everything was kind of getting, it was getting thumpy. It was, getting was a rough thumpy. start. It was a rough was, start. Yeah. But we it were, was getting thumpy, and uh, yeah, and so started smelling smoke. And come to find out, there several of their monitors caught caught fire. Yeah, and so they start coming up and unplugging the monitors and taking them away. And I didn't really know what was going on and why they were doing that, although I could smell the smoke. And it wasn't super obvious. But yeah, yeah, and it was just like, well, why are they taking the monitors away? You know, what are they doing? So then, literally, you couldn't hear the vocal at all, and so. I just stopped playing guitar, and I just started singing the song just through the mic, and you couldn't hear the mic at all. So then I grabbed Johnny's mic, and you could hear that a little bit better. Um, so I just got on somebody's shoulders and started kind of going around the crowd and singing into the mic because the, the cable was long enough, and so I could actually hear it from the mains. But you could barely even hear it out of the mains. It was just <laughs> so frustrating. But we got everybody on our side. Yeah. So, um, they were they were in it with us, and it didn't even matter. And you know, then we just decided they wanted, they wanted to party. They wanted to party. They wanted it so bad, and and they were. So then we just decided, okay. And I got back up on stage. We finished that song, and um, I got the one string, and I just turned the amps up, and we just we blasted through Grandma's a Rebel, and uh, we got everyone to sing along, and you know, we we ended the show really loud um kind of on purpose by the very end we're just like well and when we say very loud not very loud not compared just to a full band just loud for for like these guys who couldn't get their pa right and they were trying but they just couldn't get it right so i mean there are bands that would have just i mean they would have never been able to get a show together because they were too loud like we're not that we are a loud band but we're not that loud so it was very frustrating and it was a giant sound system and a stage so which totally was had the capability oh, yeah. of handling what we were it had, out. yeah it, there so. was no way that there was no excuse really and they were apologetic at the end at least one of them but the front of house guy was just kind of a poopy head well he came up and started lecturing me after the set yeah. you know and like blaming me for um Catching his PA on fire. Yeah, catching it on fire and all the stuff. And oh, it was just so frustrating. But um, anyways, we got an encore though. We did which get was an pretty encore. funny because I guess yeah. So they cheered us back up on stage and we did one more song and uh, everybody was thrashing and dancing around. It was fun, but it, it just could have been so much better if if the sound would have been on. It it was all the the, the stage was set to have just an awesome show. So it's pretty disappointing, but. We're a then again, everybody <laughs> after the show came up, but we sold a ton of merch and everybody was like super into it and like saying how great it was. So I guess it was a memorable moment because we kind of overcame the, the obstacles and I, I guess people like to see that, but it was so hard for us. We it like, did make oh. for a nice drama. That's the one thing. I think once the crowd started to get that it wasn't us that sounded terrible and it was just the sound system and... These are music-loving people there, so they. I think they started to see the full picture, and then it was it more fun. 
then they were like, well, fuck, we want to hear this band, and the sound is terrible right now. So, And see, here's the thing. Later in the night, the sound was great. Like, for the most part. I mean, not great, but it was much better. Like, they got it dialed in by the last band, and I guess we were just the test subjects. Well, what happened was that the, the few people before us were uh, acoustic and, you know, just not as not as much going on, with, you know, for the sound sound person to, to deal with. So then when we got up there, we, we have more going on. We have a drum kit. We have, you know, amps and all the stuff. And he had it set up more for just the, the single person with this. But I'm guitar. a giant, huge PA in a big stage. There's just no excuse. I mean, it should have been an easy thing to, to get us going. And it wasn't. And we still have fun. And we love that festival. And we love it. We vibe it with everybody there. It is seriously one of the greatest festivals on earth in both places. The people are just Tennessee so open and they love music and they're just so into it. Yeah. It makes, it makes And all the bands are just mixing, hanging out in the same um, area as everybody else in the restaurant and in the beer garden and in the camp festival. There's not like a big backstage thing going on. So it's just like this really down to earth thing. Down home. Down home in Belgium. And uh, the venue couldn't be any more appropriate. It's like this super hillbilly place. They've got uh, pickup trucks and like Confederate, some Confederate flags, which is funny to see that. But it doesn't mean the same thing to them um, over here as it does. They even had like a tattoo, uh, a mobile tattoo, like booth. So people were like getting tattoos. It's great. It just makes so much sense. A lot of tattoos. A lot of tattoos. A lot of of shirtless people. Actually, the poster for the festival was Johnny Cash, but he had like... No, not Johnny Cash. Uh, Oh, I thought it was Johnny Cash. No, Hank Williams. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Hank Williams. Okay, I need to look at that again. Uh, Yeah, he had face tattoos. We met the artist of the uh, the poster, and he does a lot of art and, and animation stuff for uh, for a lot of different bands. And he does live sketches. He did a sketch of us while we were playing. There's yeah. a cool photographer there too, taking pictures. So yeah. just a cool vibe. Yeah, and really fun, and we had fun. Yeah, and we stayed actually, up so late. We're so up, exhausted. Yeah, right we now. stayed up till like three thirty. But. Yeah. Um, and tomorrow we have the day off, so we're planning on going back. Yeah. Because uh, Freight Train, Rabbit Killer's playing. We got to hang out with them today a little bit. And, the Yoppers. Uh, the Yoppers are playing. Big Sandy and Sly Riot Boys. So people we've played with before and we've known for years are going to be there. Should be nice. And, uh, yeah. We have the day off, so what better way to go spend it? Yeah. More music. So Every day. It's fun. But, uh, yeah. It's hot here. It is hot. So. I got my, my, my booty shorts now. I, I made some. Short shorts. Yeah, you got the scissors out. Cut the scissors. Cut, cut them up. Cut black shorts. Had out. to do it, man. Had to do it. Yeah. Free, free the the leg. Yeah, there were some men there with some real short shorts on. Oh yeah. Some big old men. Oh yeah. With some real short no shorts. Loving no it. No shame. No shame. Well, it's hot. I mean, there's no AC anywhere on that premises at all. No. Not even not even indoors. Not in the sleeping quarters. Not in the, anywhere. So got to do what you got to do <laughs> muddy roots yeah y'all yeah muddy roots for real muddy roots check everybody it out. has to go to muddy roots yeah. i'm like i'm about to get muddy roots tattooed on my butt oh you could do you could do it tomorrow i can do it i can we can go back and we'll do it maybe we will we're going back maybe we will well so. stay tuned for johnny's butt tattoo yes we'll we'll, we'll come you to you we'll come to you live from the tattoo studio tomorrow uh, yeah. while i'm crying uh, i would probably cry 
Yeah, that's we don't actually, have, we, neither of us have any tattoos, so. No, we we're not, our families don't like that. I don't know, I've never really felt the need till now. <laughs> well, I guess if it's on your butt, family doesn't have to know. Yeah, but see, that's the only thing I'm thinking about is if I get a butt tattoo tomorrow, I have to sit in the van for like two more weeks. Yeah. That might not be such a great idea. Anybody with any experience with butt tattoos can maybe write in yes. and tell us. Preferential placement of said butt tattoo. That kind of information would be probably good to have. Really helpful. So, really helpful for us right now. I don't know. I think that could get real uncomfortable after sitting in the van for six hours and then sitting on a drum stool too. Else, you sweating know, in it. Sweating. Sweat. Ooh, I yeah. sweat a lot. Oh, yeah. Sweat. Okay. Part, part of the deal. We'll think about that one a little harder. Okay. All right. So, well, anyways, that's the news from Belgium. From the van. From the van. News. Yeah, actually, this one coming to you from the van, and yeah, uh, the van smells like a bananas. Yeah, but we had a few rotten bananas in here. I finally threw them away. We never got around to eating them. But. Yeah. Well, sometimes we collect spoils of war uh, backstage, you know, after the gig. Like, there's stuff, snacks that are left over, beers or whatever. We'll, you know. We'll liberate them and put them in the van. And sometimes we eat everything, and sometimes we end up with... Um, smushed rotten bananas. Smushed rotten bananas, At the bottom yeah. of the pile. Thank you. So that's what happened. Yeah. But I just finally dug them out and found them, and uh, now they're gone. So now it'll start smelling like uh, ripe plums or whatever else is left in that bag. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's you a lovely... eat them up. It's a lovely smell. <laughs> Yeah, it smelled like beer was brewing or like bread or yeast or something. We could not figure out what it was. I don't think we ever did. Uh, That's well, that's what happens when fruit starts going bad and heat in the van. So hey, maybe we'll bottle some van hooch. Hey, that's a good idea, and then we could sell it and uh, retire. Post (laughs) post show van hooch. (laughs) No post tour. Post tour, yeah, and we'll sell it for a lot, a lot of money. Yeah, we'll uh, make a logo for it and market it. Yeah. It's very rare, one-of-a-kind liquor. All right, well, we're getting lost here in this roundabout. I think we've gone around it like three times. Yeah. So we're going to let you go. But thanks for listening. You know how much we love you. Send in our love and kisses and hugs from Belgium. And uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Bye.